Welcome to the Black Sheep Recovery Warfare Podcast, where it is our mission to debunk the lies of the enemy and announce freedom to those still lost in the darkness and addiction. What is up and welcome back to the Black Sheep Warfare Recovery Podcast right here in the beautiful Audio Alchemy Studio. We are playing with new toys today, guys. Yes. <laughs> We've got new camera angles and everything. Danny got um, hooked up for Christmas. Let me just say before we get started with this episode, let me just say that if you are looking to make your podcast better, if you're looking to make a podcast, if you are, uh, you do not have to be in the Jackson, Mississippi area. As you'll find out today, we're, we're going to do uh, some call-in stuff like that. Um, but Danny has a whole bunch of tricks up his sleeve. And so if you need a podcast or you want to start one, or you need to make your podcast look more professional, please get a hold of Danny at Audio Alchemy Studios. This place is amazing, and uh, it's always awesome to be here. My name is Palmer. I am here always with the man who had this vision, Brother Phoenix himself. What's up, man? What's up, dude? I want to. Um, <clears throat> the show we're doing today is, uh, is a Godwinks episode, and what that means, as if you don't know what that is, and for perfect example i'll give in just a second is all right so a god wink is an event or personal experience often identified as coincidence so astonishing that it is seen as a sign of divine intervention especially when perceived as the answer to a prayer so going back a couple of weeks ago and talking about this equipment i called danny and um i've been watching the live and uh you know the the studio and everything set up is perfect and great, and uh, but I, I was just curious as to how we could get what what we would need to uh, make it to where we you know have more camera angles and things like that, and what what would that entail and how much it would cost. Well, then he told me one million dollars, one million dollars, and then he told me, and I was like, whoa, okay. He's like, I've already got it's an, not cheap. I've already got an Amazon wish list, and he sent me a copy of it, and I saw the price tag on it, and I was like, wow, man, that's that's up there. I said, well, Danny, I'll pray about it, and uh, God will make a way. And, um, Danny, if you want to chime in, tell us, tell us exactly what happened. And I want, you know, tell them about the computer, all that stuff that came through in just two weeks' time. Yeah, so uh, one of my uh, podcast clients, uh, Vonna Williams, stepped up to the plate. The, the computer that we had was this old laptop from 1837. Wow, the and late 18 or mid-1800s. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It was uh, something. Still running. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it had like buttons that you push manually and stuff. It was uh, pretty incredible. And uh, I expressed a, a need to uh, my clients, and um, Ivana was like, hey, you know, one of, one of these guys that uh, works for me, her brother builds computers, and uh, reach out to him. Here's his number. Reach out to him. Tell him what you need, and he'll build a computer for you, and I'll buy it for you. And I was like, okay, all right. So she did that. She came through in a big way. And then, um, you know, we needed three more cameras for the studio and a bunch of, you know, uh, monitor mounts. And one of my other clients came through with that. I uh, created an Amazon list. And uh, five, five of my, let's see, five of my clients came through. You came through, John. You mm -hmm. bought a camera. Yep. Uh, my father-in-law bought some equipment. Everybody just, God just made a way. That's right. And it, it happened. And that is a straight up God wink right there. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, when God puts his hand on something and gets involved that he wants to happen, he's going to make a way for it to happen. So, 
It also goes goes back to, you know, the Bible says if you pray for something in my name, yeah. then, you know, yeah. I will I will give it give it to you. And sure. so many people get that that uh that verse confused. Um your will has to be in the same uh It has to line up, has with, God's to line up with God. Otherwise, yeah. you know, you can ask for it all day long. I mean you, you can pray every day to win the lottery. You are not going to win the lottery. That's not necessarily true. And I'm I'm believing well, that God's gonna give me that lottery. What, I, I don't play, but somehow, uh, well, some you way, have to play to win. No, no. It's just somehow, gonna, it's just gonna a ticket's just gonna pop up in the suburban. Kind of like my name is Earl. You're gonna be right. walking down the street and get hit by a truck, and then there it is. There's your lottery ticket. That's right. So. That would be a god wink, wouldn't it? If a ticket just popped up in my suburban and uh, seven hundred twenty million. Right yeah. What's the first thing you would buy? Well, I'd have to pay off all my debt. I'm in bankruptcy. Bad answer. I'm tithing. <laughs> Uh, first thing I'm doing, I'm tithing, then I'm doing all that. Well, it's it, that's kind of one and the same, honestly. I mean, I have yeah, I two churches that I, I would fully uh, sponsor. Of course. Not, not only, you know, my church, The Point, but mm-hmm. um, my home church from back home in Houghton, Louisiana, mm-hmm. uh, Open Road Fellowship, I would uh, support them as well. Right on. That's so, cool. But I'll yeah, tell you what I would do. First, uh, I got to get out of debt, dog. Tell you what I would do, and I've always said this, and I do play sometimes. If I get the, or, you know, if I'm just happen to be in the gas station, and you know, it just gets on me to, you know, I just get a random ticket, you know, if it's power, whatever. And um, one thing I would do is I wouldn't tell anybody. Oh, well, uh, but yes, there would, you would. There would be clues. Though. Yes, yes, you would because <laughs> John, Mississippi. Where did, get, where did you get that Millennium Falcon? Oh well, you know. No, Mississippi, I believe, is one of the states where you have to, you cannot be anonymous. Well, don't Louis- burst that bubble. Louisiana uh, is also uh, the same. Florida is the same. There's only a few. You have to put your name out there like that? Yeah. For real? Yeah, it's required. <clears throat> wow. So, yeah, you would be known. Okay. Anyway, so uh, that's out. But anyway, so what I would do is uh, I would do my best not to let anybody know, and then I would just randomly bless people as often as I could. You know, Audio could alchemy would be really, really big. Oh, yeah, it would. We, we would, it would be it, amazing. As beautiful as the studio <laughs> is. Now. As I mean, beautiful as the studio is, can you imagine if we had like like Joe Rogan type studio? This is like Joe Rogan type studio. What are you no. We actually about? have a faster computer than Joe Rogan. Oh. Well, I just meant like he's got all kinds of I just don't decor have the, and he's got our own building that's yeah, just, just his. We just don't have the followers yet. You just wait. We'll see what God has Coming. in store. Just wait. Yeah. And just remember, if you're following, uh, you know, uh, Black Sheep Podcast, please follow Unashamed Recovery Podcast. Absolutely. Well. Shout out to Josh Hollingshead. <laughs> and um, Drew Smith. And Drew Smith. Of course, he just had a birthday. Happy yeah. birthday, Drew. I know. He's old. Yes. He's not as old as I am. <laughs> and nobody's as old as you are. So uh, you have been road hard and put away. Never <laughs> Shut mind. up. All right. So here's what we're doing today on the Black Sheep Recovery Warfare Podcast. We are you going. You don't even know the name of your I'm own not, show. See, I'm just that senile. The senility, <laughs> Scandalous. Senility is creeping in. So uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> today. What are we doing today, John? Today. Well, here's what we're doing today. So my guest uh, uh, has come down with a. Uh, Something. She's sick. She's not feeling well. We're going to have her COVID. next week. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's going getting around. Cro- I know. COVID my today. sister Chelsea has it. My brother Micah has it. His wife, know. Joan. My other sister, Joe, she has it. So lift them up in prayer if you if you, uh, if you can. Amen. So, Just pray for our area because there's yeah, uh, my, my wife works around. in the, um, <clears throat> the the medical field. Uh, and, man, it's just it's been bad here the last few weeks. So, yeah. So, yeah, everybody's, everybody's sick. Everybody's getting under the weather, I mean, it's Mississippi weather, man. Yeah. You, you know, it's cold one minute, it's hot the next. Mm-hmm. So. so here's what we're doing today. So uh, as I described at the, at the opening, uh, we're doing God Wink stories. So 
we uh, posted the phone number on the uh, on the live, and we have it on the green screen also. If you have a Godwink story that you would like to share, dial this number, 601-672-6591. That's the Black Sheep Hotline today. And uh, until somebody gives us a call, we're just going to trade stories. And uh, we'll, I'm texting some yeah. people. You're going to text some people? Yep. Right. I'm a. <laughs> I just asked Josh. I mean, I've got a bunch. Josh, I already talked to Josh today. He's. Uh, I think he's. He, he's in the sticks. Yeah, he's. He's not gonna have much for service. I mean, we could yeah, probably call was, him. That's what I was texting. Mm-hmm. I was texting him, and um, he's got a great story. And I said, uh, I said, can I was hoping you come on and tell tell your Cracker Barrel story. And he was mm-hmm. like, I got really bad service. I said, Well, I'm gonna tell your story. He said, Well, you better tell it right. Ooh. So okay. I'll probably mess it up, and Josh will have to fix it later. But that's um, fine. But yeah. That's one of the stories I'd like to get into. But since this is, no, I don't want to go first. I want you to go first. I want you to set the tone because this was your your brainchild. Okay. So I want you to set the tone so that if anybody is looking that wants to call in or wants to hop on the live and just, you know, um, just type in something that they yeah. they want uh, everybody to hear, then uh, they'll already have heard your story. So they'll mm-hmm. kind of know what what we're, we're looking at. Sure. Okay. So I've got several. Great Let's start ones. with the T-shirt story. You want to hear the T-shirt story? I do. Okay, so I just um, I was still out there in addiction. Um, long time ago. Yeah, long time ago. So I'm still out in addiction, and I was wandering the streets of Pearl. I was very depressed. I was very upset. Amanda had probably been, you know, passed away, my little sister, for about getting close to about two months at this time. And um, this was a really dark period for me. And... Um, so I'm walking down Old Brandon Road, and um, we're, I'm coming up on this set of apartments that her and I and my bestie, uh, Jenny, used to live in, Colonial Terrace, and uh, it was some years prior to, and um, so I got, she got real heavy on my mind, and, um, you know, at this time in my life, I, you know, I knew that, that God was leading me, but I was still running. And uh, ignored him because I was angry with him. Mother had passed, father had passed. Now my little sister, the family wouldn't have anything to do with me because of my lifestyle. And, uh, you know, everything had just fallen apart. And and so I just felt like that God didn't have anything for me. And he was angry with me and he was punishing me for my lifestyle of rebellion for about 30 years. So I I just, uh, I guess in my, in the back of my mind, I wanted, you know, wanted some reassurance and, uh, and I guess he knew that because when I, by the time I got up to the apartment complex where we used to lived, live, uh, I was looking over at the apartment that we used to live in and I come, you know, took a few steps and there was this t-shirt laying at the edge of the road that had no business being there. And, uh, so I pick up the t-shirt and, I hold it up and the graphic said, your sister rocks. <laughs> So that's yeah. a that's a that's a god wink to me because like it really uplifted me and you know in my in my mind I felt like man that's all I know you're talking to me and yeah, it's definitely a sign from God oh yeah it's like he's literally sent an angel down there with a with a hard you know like a like a shirt that she would totally wear <laughs> right. you know it might have been even sent Amanda herself to leave that for me you know and I like, uh, I like it yeah and um. So that, that, that lifted me up for a little while, 
and uh, well, you, we all know what happened after that. <laughs> a couple weeks after that, so yeah, it's a true. You know, yeah. you're sitting there and you're walking down the road and you're thinking about uh, your sister and how she's gone and and basically your whole life is gone. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, but the the catalyst of all that was uh, I'm thinking about my sister. Yeah. And you know, you look down. There's this T-shirt that says "Your sister rocks." I know, right? You know, I mean, that's definitely God. It's nothing but God sending something to say, "Look, you know, I'm I'm listening to you. Mm-hmm. I hear you." And uh, I'm just mad at you. <laughs> How dare well, you take her away from me? Yeah, yeah. Yep, but when sure. he, but I figured it out, man. It's like, you know, he couldn't heal her here. Her, you know, I mean, he called her home for a reason. And and it's like she's in the presence of God now. She's with mom and daddy, and and um, you know, she took it so hard after mom died. Like she took that so hard, man. And um, I, we had her and I had several conversations after that, and about about that and you know throughout all that even though her and i were in active addiction she had a relationship with jesus i did not right and so she i know she had a relationship with jesus because she was even though we were getting high together and we were banging dope together and all that she she still tried to lead me to the lord and does that make sense so even definitely even when you say you know that just that just tells you that's like even even in that darkness and even in in those trials and tribulations and she knew that God was still there with her, right. and she knew. I mean, it's like it's like the whole sin thing. It's like God doesn't look at your sin. I mean, you, you know, you can sin up until the day you're, you're you die in your last breath, and and you will, and you will, and uh, you know, in her circumstances of dying was a fentanyl overdose, and even though she was still lost in that darkness, because she had a relationship with Jesus, she's in the presence of God right now. That's right. With my mother and my father. That's right. That's what a lot of people do uh, do not understand or, or don't want to understand is, look, I mean, one, we're never going to be perfect. Only Jesus was perfect. Yeah. And uh, two, man, some people have demons that um, they just can't get rid of for whatever right. reason. But that doesn't mean that you're not walking with God. That's right. You know, uh, I, I fully believe that, you know, when she wasn't high— she was having a relationship with Jesus. Sure. I know she prayed every you know, day. And she just could not shake the monkey off her back. Yeah. You know, it's just it just happens to the best of them. Yeah. So so God wink is 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 a whole lot like just basically saying an answer prayer. Yeah. And and it, and it doesn't have to be something huge like that. Right. You know, uh I, I get I get them all I recognize God winks all the time now. I mean, because uh, you know, I hear his voice and I see you know, I, when I pray, a lot of times I pray to hear his voice and to see what he sees in people. And, right. you know, to in that way, I can I can love like he loves us. Right. And, um, you know, um, so I recognize I mean, I even recognize that driving down the street as simple as. The telephone, you know, the electrical lines, the uh, what do you call those things? I'm so, you're right. Uh, you know, they're shaped, they're crosses right. lined up down the road. So every time I see them, you know, they're perfect crosses. And it's like, it's just a reminder that God is everywhere. You right. know, something as simple as that. Those are God wings, too, you know. Um, well, I'll tell you my latest, before I yeah. tell you, John, John, or tell you Josh's story, I'll tell you my latest answered prayer. Okay. Um, so if you don't know, you're not following my, my Facebook or, given grace's facebook then you maybe you don't know but if you're following john's you should because you've seen the flyer but there's a gentleman on tiktok that i have been stalking yeah for at least a year his name is kelly k yeah. i found this guy about a year ago and he explains the bible in a way that somebody not as smart like me can understand 
he also takes takes stories and he's like, look, I know you've heard it this way, but let me let me show you another aspect of this story. And so I've been following this guy on TikTok for at least a year, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I see him post a, a video the other day that says, I'm going to be in Brandon, Mississippi on January 6th and 7th. I'm going to be doing a revival. And I was like, uh, what? So I sent him a message. I sent him a, a, an email and I said, hey, for real, you're going to be in Brandon, Mississippi? Like, do you want to do another uh, another event? Would you like to do another event while you're here? You know, uh, my band, Given Grace, would love to play, you know, lead worship and then have you do a message at our church, The Point. Lo and behold, this dude not only reached out and said, I'd love to do it, but because we couldn't do it on Sunday because my church already had something booked, um, Jim, our pastor, said, you can do it on, on Friday. And so I reached back out to Kelly. I'm like, hey, Sunday is booked. Can, you know, would you even be interested in, in changing your flight and coming in? Because he's from Oklahoma, so he's yeah. flying in. So would you be interested in changing your flight and coming in on Friday and us doing our event on Friday and then you doing your revival on Saturday and then he's preaching at that church on Sunday as well? That is so cool. And he said yes. Man said yes and i'm like this is a dream come true yeah, for me because i know you've been talking about this for yeah, I've been you know speaking about this guy for, for a, a year. year i know at you, least a year. See, every pod almost every podcast i'm on yeah. whether it's this one or unashamed or unashamed i i talk about something i learned from kelly so the fact that that god answered that prayer that i'm going to get to meet this guy who yeah. has literally helped shape me in the last year yeah i mean watching his videos every day has shaped my life in the last year more yeah. than anything else could. And you turned me on to him, uh, you know, not too long ago. You were telling me about the book, yep. um, and um, I still haven't got it. But I've been watching his TikTok uh, religiously since then. But, I mean, I, I love, just like you said, I love how he explains, he speaks my language. Right. You know, because he dumbs it down. We're we're not from the Valdi though, the you know the the, the, <laughs> the right. you know era, you know. Uh, right. And you know, you got the New Living Translation, the Message Translation. I mean, there's so many translations that that I that I prefer, and uh, that uh, that I do understand. But the way he interprets it is. It's, it's just, you know, some of them, I'm just like, wow, and that makes sense. Yeah, because, I mean, he'll take a story yeah. that you've heard, you know, a thousand times. Yeah, a million times, yeah. thousand times, and he'll be like, I know you've looked at it this way. Now let's look at it this way. Mm -hmm. So I'm just so excited I and, am too. and thank, thankful that God answered that prayer to where mm -hmm. we could actually do an event uh, together. And I just, uh, I pray that uh, we pack the house out. I pray that lives are changed that night, not only at the point on Friday, but at cross Cross, cross up. So he's going to be at no. He's at Grace Church, Grace Baptist Church in Brandon, on January sixth and seventh. So gonna, I think I'm going to go to all of them. I'm I'm thinking I'm going to try. I won't be able to go to all Sunday. Right, so, all right. So Friday he's going to be at the point. Yep. Seven p.m. Seven p.m. Saturday is Grace Brandon, uh, uh, Grace Church, Grace Baptist Church in Brandon. In Brandon and that's at what time? Six o'clock. And then on, he's got one on Sunday, too. And then Sunday, he's preaching the morning message at oh, 10 a.m. He's got time to come to the studio. <laughs> yeah. He can come for an hour. Yeah. He can give us 30 minutes, that, man. That we, man. Hey, we can try. That man's a busy dude. I know, but we can try. We can try. We'll, I mean, if he's willing to change his ticket, man. We'll, he, si we'll, sit, we'll see if he'll sit down with us after the show. Yeah. Quote, that, unquote, show. Yeah. Be, oh, I, I hate calling it a show, but, you know, 
whatever. Was your the favorite? event. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's what I try to. That is a good God wink. That is a God wink. See, I love stories like that because this is, this, is something, this is something that you've desired. Right. And, uh, you know, and like with Danny with the equipment, you right. with this. And it's just something, you know, and uh, answer Well, prayers, you man. with this whole podcast, yeah, too. This, you know? this is a big one. This is a big yeah. one. You know, it's you know, it's being able to get out uh, the message that God had in your heart, mm-hmm. you know, and told you you were going to do. Yeah, and what's so cool about you know my little God wink story that I I started with? It's like what uh what I hope that this reaches is like uh, you know if you're still out in that darkness and addiction, God is talking to you, right? You know, He's sending little winks your way, and you just don't realize it yet, you know. And uh, oh, man, it's just amazing. So when when you when you start talking to him, even if you're in that sin and in that darkness and in that addiction, he is listening. He is ever present. He is with you. That's right. You just gotta do a little legwork, you know. And something. I mean, it's, it's just like that. But there is a way out for you, and That's there's right. so many ways out for you. There is light, at, you know, in that darkness. Sometimes darkness does show you the light. So, big shout out to uh, Miss Regina. She's watching, and uh, Glenda, Glenda, and Kayla, and. Gwen, hello, Gwen. Thanks for joining us. So, does anybody yeah, that's watching, yeah. do y'all have a Godwink story y'all'd like to share? The phone number is up on the screen. I can kind we, of. Uh, we are taking calls. I'm surprised Amanda. Amanda must be busy today. Yeah. Um, but Amanda had been praying for her son Dalton mm-hmm. for all those years when he was in addiction mm-hmm. and then ended up in in prison for a while. Yeah, I'm gonna end up getting him on the show. Yeah. yeah. And he, I, I have not heard his testimony like full on, but right. but I know he's got a powerful one. He shared it at uh I can't remember what church he was at last weekend, but uh it was really early in the morning so I could not make it. I don't do that. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. kind of a rock star so I'm more of a Yeah, night, I mean so I am I'm like ten ish, nine ish, you know. No. I'm doing good I mean like, you know <laughs> make making it to the eleven o'clock. Danny, do you have a story you'd like to share? Hey, Jeremy Vassar, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, yeah, I do, man. I do. Um, so I, I refinished tubs as a day job. Um, I've had my business for about 22 years, and I was doing a job for a, a regular customer of mine, uh, John Lewis, that owned a lot of property in uh, Jackson. And I was in the midst of my addiction. I Adderall was my best friend, and uh, me and my technician had been up working for about 33 hours, 32, 33 hours straight. Um, because, uh, we had a time crunch because I was fiscally irresponsible with money and I had the mortgage due the next day. So I had to do what I had to do. And we just popped a bunch of pills and, and got the work done. Well, the final coat, there was a, a spark in the bathroom and the whole back of the house exploded. Wow. Uh, and caught on fire (laughs) And there were two propane bottles in the in the bathroom, and um, you know, fortunately, my phone was on the outside of the bathroom, sitting on the floor, and so was my uh, spray rig, my HVLP turbine, and I I, I didn't want to lose either one of those, so I put my respirator on and broke a window and crawled in, you know, like you hear it on, you know, stop, drop, and roll, and get down to get you know yeah. low to the ground so yeah. the smoke doesn't get you and everything, yeah. and all of this stuff was just coming through my mind and and i i plus just completely exhausted you know after the uh just i was just awful uh bad shape and i saw um, the picture yeah yeah the the <laughs> uh the the 
um, owner of the house um, lived right around the corner of uh, uh, Poplar, and I, I gave him a call, and he said, I guess he had heard the fire sirens or something, and he said, the house is on fire, isn't it? And I said, yeah, yeah, the house is on fire. And he said, okay, I'm on my way. The whole house of the back, whole back of the house caught on fire. And when he arrived, the firefighters were working on the fire. I was sitting Indian style in the front yard, smoking a cigarette. And I was just at the lowest of low. Um, and not only had I burned this house down, I wasn't going to be able to pay the mortgage now. Uh, my wife was going to think I was, you know, deadbeat loser yeah yeah and um well she already did let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't the new thing she was pretty disgusted with me at the time um but uh, john looked down at me and and there was a, a picture of a heart on my uh not a picture of a heart um where i had broken the the window i started bleeding and there was a perfect outline of a heart on top of my white shirt uh, right above my heart. And John wow. looked down at me and he said, God has you here for a reason. Yeah. And uh, about an hour later, the investigators came and did their, you know, investigation. And John Lewis walked up to me and handed me a check for $2,300. And I was able to pay my mortgage. Who's the loser now? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, while that wasn't the moment that I got sober, right. I still was out there for about mm-hmm. another year. Yeah. About another two years, actually, that was that was a, a very very strong indicator that God had me here for yeah, a reason. God had His hand on you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I've I will always always remember that and the kindness that John Lewis you know yeah, extended sure. to me was just Some he, he was a man just, of God. He was yeah. a very very strong man of God, and he's he's an incredible man still to this day. Right on. Some of us are just more hard headed than others. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it took me thirty something years. Man. Exactly. You know? I mean, some people they they see God in the way that they're you know looking for, and they're instantly changed. Think about it biblically, though. Moses, eighty years. Yeah. Right. You know, eighty years for Moses before he answered his call. You yep. know, it's crazy. Um, and I'm not mis- I'm not mistaken saying that Moses never got to enter the promised land, right? No, he did not. Exactly. No, that went to Joshua. That's that's he the- got to see. He right. got to see it. But right. because he was disobedient at the end right there. Right. And um he didn't even get to walk into the promised land, but Joshua. I mean, did. he's in the promised land he now. Is but I'm land. but you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I get I guess the, the point of me bringing that up is, you know, even even when you're in the darkness of your addiction and mm-hmm. You know. And it does not matter how old you are. That's right. It does not matter how many years of screwing up that you've done. It doesn't matter what you've done. That's right. God can use you whenever. Do you know Jeffrey Dahmer turned to Christ right there and in just a few weeks before he was murdered in prison? Was Did he you know murdered that? in prison? Yeah, I think he... he was murdered. Yeah, he was murdered in prison. Oh, wow. It was just like a couple weeks before that, he was he was like baptized and stuff. You know, like uh, somebody like Kat Von D, she just, um, she yep. just got baptized. Hulk Hogan just got baptized. He's seventy years old. Well, he's he's been baptized before. I think he got rebaptized. Re, yeah, he probably got rebaptized. Then you got Brian Welch from Corn. Yep. You know um, these guys were. I mean, you know, he, he was straight up in some darkness. I you know, know, like there's no. T- I mean, t- I mean, rock star. I mean, come on, there's no telling what he's. You know. Yeah, his, he's seen, his story uh, is amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I've, I've been following him on TikTok too. He he uh, he puts out some. I mean, he's he's a hardcore Christian now. He's you know got a. 
a Christian rock band and all that. So it doesn't yeah, he matter. He catches a lot of flack too because he, he, they he, all do, man. Because it's he's, really crazy. he's back with Corn. He still yeah. tours with Corn from time to time, mm-hmm. and and so he catches a lot of flack for that mm-hmm. because I mean their lyrics are still they're not Christian lyrics, no. and none of them. I think one or two of them might might be Christian now, but mm-hmm. um, you know, just because he tours with a non Christian band, you know, if if God has told you go out and do it, then you know, you can't you can't question no. his heart. I mean, that's no. between him and God. Well, here's the problem I have with all of this. It's like so Kat Von D and guys like Brian Welch, they you know, they get baptized and then Christians in quotations right. Um, you, you know, come against that and, you know, persecute them and, you know, call it fake and they're right. doing it for a publicity stunt and things like that. Kat Von D has, has uh, you know, she had, she burned all of her occult books. Yep. She uh, blacked out all of her witchcraft type, you know, tattoos. tattoos. I mean, her, if you look at her arms, they're almost almost completely blacked out with ink to cover all of that those e- those evil tattoos. Right. She sold her uh, her house in L.A. and moved to Indiana, joined a Baptist small Baptist congregation there, and Christians are still on you know giving her. It's just you know, for, it's, it's sad. It's just for publicity. So if you're a Christian and you're doing that, then. You're not a Christian because, you know. Well, okay. You can't say you're well, not I mean, a Christian, you're, but you're not, you're not acting like you're Christ. You're not acting like a Christian because right. you're not acting Christ-like. And that, I didn't, let me, you know. Yeah, yeah. I knew what you that. meant. You know what I meant. It's like, if I mean, we're we're called to love everybody. Love right. thy neighbor as you love thyself and love thy God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Those are the two main commandments that Jesus talked about. So it doesn't matter if Charles Manson got baptized or even if he doesn't get baptized, or he's not with us anymore. I'm talking about just picture right. the if he, dark. If he gave his life to if Christ. If he gave his life to Christ, or, he, you know, you got to, I mean, Jesus loves that dude. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's is. the point is that Jesus loves us all. Yeah. He you loves know, it doesn't everyone. matter how, how bad you've Th- been. That what is a you've child done. of God. That was created by God, and you are called to love that, you know. And if you, if you, if you just don't fall under those two commandments, then. Yeah. I never knew you. That's right. You know, I, I hate to t- say this, but when you're standing standing before Jesus, and uh, oh, well, you know, I, I went to church every Sunday, and uh, you know, I did all these things in your name, and He looks at you and says, "Well, I never knew you." That's right. You know? Relationship, not religion. That's right. Relationship, not religion. Man, that reminds me of um, me and me and Micah were talking. We were texting as I was coming. Out. Yes, I was texting and driving. I'm sorry. Me and Micah were texting while I was driving over here, and um, we were talking about how Seventh Day Slumber. They've been turned away multiple times here lately of playing at churches because they, when they hop out the bus, they look the way they look, you know, covered in tattoos, wearing black, you know, Joe Rose got a, you know, a mohawk. He wears a vest like I, you know, like I do. I mean, they don't look like the typical Christian, right? The typical Christian. Let me put my quotations. And so there's been multiple churches that have turned them away, said, yeah. no, we're not doing it tonight. Well, let me tell y'all this and, and the listeners, um, and uh, th- these are true facts, what I'm about to tell y'all. Since uh, Hashtag facts. Since all of this started with me three years ago, and I had my big awakening, you know, my quickening, I've had so many conversations with, you know, I'm mostly around ex ex-drug addicts, right? So they all share the same, you know, the same type of story that I have. And, you know, and from, you know, these, all these stories that I've followed and I've seen on TikTok, 
there has been, it's like in the drug community, God has, has done this huge awakening in the drug community. And what he's doing, what I feel like what God is doing is he is raising an army against evil and he's literally recruiting from the pit. So he's, he is awakening people that are out in that darkness that have been trained up by the devil, uh, you know, uh, to do his bidding. God's waking these people up and bringing them out of it to use his ming- to use his army against right. evil because we know all his tricks we right. know all his lies we know how he torments we we see the you know the enemy coming a mile away because I mean we lived that life we were right. about that life so and all these and I mean it's call, call it what you want I mean it's a chosen black sheep type army that uh that God they're covered in tattoos piercings different color hair you know <laughs> and uh and and these people are on fire for god right and uh and it, it happened to me I've, I've met hundreds of people that that have had these encounters with uh god and jesus and these god winks that woke them up to it just like that and um and now they're you know just like me they're going back into the into the into hell kicking the gate in and uh, trying to drag people out that's right. I mean, if you think about it, who who better to use than people that look like us right. that have been through the same things that we've been through? Absolutely. To touch the people that look like us and that have been through the same things that they have been through. Yeah. You know, it's hard to. I've I've said this on Unashamed before. It's it 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 was hard for me a long time ago to go to a therapist as a child, um, and trust that therapist unless that therapist had a had a had a story, had a testimony, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like how can you teach me to be different when you haven't been through anything that I've been through? Exactly. And it's not now as I'm older, I understand that that's not the case. They, they have, you know, good schools and stuff like that, that they can, they can help you, but who better to help Mm. black sheep than a former black sheep? Right. You know, like we're, we're covered in bruises. We're covered in scars from from the things that we've done. We've got dry you know, demon blood. Now we're us. now we're clean now. Yeah, but we we know what it's but like. We've got the scars. That's right. And we know his tactics. We know his tricks. Yep. We know his lies. You know we. Um, uh, man, I mean, it's just it goes that deep. Yeah. Because uh, you know, think about it. I, I was thirty years in. Right. So I mean, I, you know, when I get a, almost a lifer. Um. Yeah. Just about a life, and I died so many times. I don't know how many times. I couldn't tell you how many times I OD'd, you know, or and 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 should not be sitting here. I mean, that's that that's a story in itself. Just to be able to say, like, God definitely had something bigger from you. Sure, He's like, I'm not done with you. Mm-mm. You could keep trying that, but we're we're not going there yet. No. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, um, since Josh can't hop on here and and tell us his story, I guess I'll tell a little bit of a story. Love the best Palmer. We still want you. <laughs> and broken chains. <laughs> hey, scroll, I, um, scroll, scroll up a little bit. I Daniel. do have. Uh, I do have in possession right now my father's Harley. Really? You yeah. went. You went and got it. Yeah, I went and got it. Oh. Um. It. It doesn't have any insurance on it or anything, so I can't ride it. But. Um. All right. So while um, you know, since Josh can't um tell his story, I, I think he told this on a podcast before, but I'm not sure. It could have just been us uh goofing off, but. I'll give you the gist of it, okay? Like I said, you know, God winks for the most part is just an answered prayer or you finding a way that God is speaking to you and you can verify it, like you can verify that God speaks to you. Or some divine intervention. Right, where it's a complete divine intervention. And that's kind of where Josh's story was. 
So one of his children had got real sick around Christmas time. They'd been in the hospital, I think, a week, maybe even two weeks. And uh, it'd been real tough on him and his wife, right? And so they finally get um, they finally get discharged. They're able to go home. And him and his wife are like, look, you know, there's nothing at the house to eat. We've been in the hospital, like I said, at least a week. It might have been two weeks. He can correct me. But they've been in the hospital at least a week, right? And so there's nothing to eat at the house. And so they're like, look, why don't we just stop and we'll get us something to eat? Okay, where do you want to stop? Well, let's just roll over to Cracker Barrel. So um, I think they called in their order for Cracker Barrel or whatever, right? And so they they go over to Cracker Barrel and they go to pay for their order. And for whatever whatever reason, they either A, didn't have cash on them, or B, their their card declined or something like that, right? And And it's... It's either at this point, it's either Christmas Eve or it's, you know, shortly past Christmas or something like that. But there's this gentleman that works at the store and he's like, you know what? Let me take care of it. And so this guy behind behind the counter says, I'll just take care of it. He pulls out his card. He pays for it. Right. And they go, the man and, you know, Josh is almost in tears and he's like, you have no idea how much this just blessed me. Right. And so they take their food and they go home. Well, a few days later. Josh is like, you know what? I need to get a gift card or a Visa, Visa, uh, you know, gift card, you know, put some money on it and take it up to that guy because he didn't have to do that. And so that's what he did. He went and got a, a Visa gift card or something, and he, and he goes back up to Cracker Bell, and he's like, hey, is so-and-so working today? And they're like, we don't have anybody by that name. He's like, okay, maybe I have the name wrong. So he's like, this guy, he explains the dude to a T. He's talking to the manager. Mm -hmm. He explains the guy to the T. He's about this tall. He's got this kind of hair. You know, I can't remember if he was uh, white or African-American or Mexican or or whatever, but whatever it was, he explained the guy to a T. And that manager looks at him and said, not only have we never had anybody that looks like that, but we've never had anybody by that name either that works here. Wow. And he's like, you could call it, Josh wouldn't call it an angel. You can call it whatever you want to, but I'm I'm saying that God sent an angel that day. Yeah, I've had I've had things like that happen to me too, and uh, I guess that'll uh, segue into my. Do you have another one? Nope. Go ahead. All right. So another time, I mean, not I, that I don't, but I yeah, want I mean, to tell your story. Yeah. So another time, um, I was walking down the frontage road in between County Line and coming from that area, going toward Northside. Okay, and uh, it was middle of the night probably two o'clock in the morning. I've been on some dope, you know, I was wandering, you know, it was after Amanda died. Right. And it was about to rain. Okay. And, uh, you know, the thunder and the lightning, it was coming. And I guess I'm, you know, someone had to go under, under a bridge for a while or something, you know, but off in the distance, I could see somebody walking toward me and, um, you know, we're, you know, we're walking towards each other and we get about close enough to each other where he says, Hey, come here. So I, I walk over toward him, and uh, which we do not suggest. Yeah, um, I never forget it. So, he had he had on a red jumpsuit too, and a red hoodie, and the hoodie was up, tall, skinny, black fellow, and uh, he was like, I said, uh, well, he asked me if I had a lighter, and I said, no, I don't. He said, well, I was just walking to the store down here to get a lighter. This is like two o'clock in the morning. This story he's talking about, I know, is closed, <laughs> and then it just so happened I did tap my pockets and I did have a lighter, and. Um, um, so he started walking back in the other direction with me. And, um, so he's like, you know, how happy he's got a lighter now. <laughs> so he's like, uh, 
you know, it's fixing to rain. And I was like, yeah, I'm just kind of looking for a place to, you know, stay dry. He's okay. like, I've got the perfect spot for you. And I said, okay. So I follow him to this apartment complex. It's probably three, four blocks up on the right. And um, he takes me um, through these apartments, up these stairs, and uh, down this walkway. And um, he put, uh, he's like, uh, nobody lives in this apartment. Just go in there. He said, you can probably get a shower in there, too, if you need it, and blah, blah, blah. And I, I twist the door handle, and it's locked. He's like, and I was like, well, it's locked. Is there, I mean, I'm not going to break into this place. I'm not trying to go to jail. <laughs> he put his hand on the door, just like this, like I'm showing you now. And then he twists the knob, and it just, op- just opens. Okay? And I walk in, and there's nothing in this apartment. But I go in, um, and he leaves. He's like, you just come here whenever you need to, you know, don't tell anybody about it. Right. And, uh, and so I, w- um, I went and checked out the bathroom and in the shower, there was shampoo and soap and a towel and nothing else. There was nothing else in this apartment. I never saw the guy again. And could it have been, you know, it Should've. says in the Bible, it's like, you never know when you're entertaining an angel, but I've never forgot that. That's right. That's because right. what, what really blew my mind was he put it, I mean, I know the door was locked, okay? I know it was because I twisted it like this, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and pushed a little bit. Right. He put his hand on it and then twisted it one time and pushed it open. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go back to that, that apartment? Yeah, a few times. A few times? Mm-hmm. It was always unlocked? Always unlocked. Nobody ever there? Nobody ever there. That's crazy. I could take you to that apartment right now. I know exactly where it's at. I wonder if how many people have actually been to that apartment. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like how many people? That's been about three years. Somebody probably lives there now. Two right. years, three years. But I'm, I'm wondering how many how many times that angel took took people. There's to that no apartment. telling, man, because that is a hot spot for homeless people. Where I'm talking about it says, yeah. you know, get you a shower. Yeah. Have a place to just relax for a few yeah. minutes. So if you have any stories like that and you're watching the feed, uh, please give us a call. The number is 601. It's not on the screen. 672-6591. <laughs> it's the Black Sea Botline. We're taking Godwink stories, One divine intervention up. stories, and, you know, just in... Anything that you feel like you, God was speaking to you, we'd love to take at least one caller. You know, I'd, I'd like to see how that worked because we haven't. We, this is yeah, I want to see it too. Yeah, this is the first time we're doing a show like this. Or if you just want to talk and chat, be on the be on the podcast. Give me a call. I know I know y'all are watching. Somebody call me. Kayla, uh, Kayla posted, uh, "Amen." It's one of the strongest armies in the world. Addicts are some of the strongest people in the world. I, know, we've I, survived. I cannot agree with that. You anymore. know what else I can tell you about addicts, man? It's like uh, if if you were in hardcore addiction for like several years, like like you know a couple of decades like i was you know when covid starts going around it it don't even touch us <laughs> it's like Have no ever, it's like covid looks at us is like no that dude don't <laughs> survive oh uh-uh, no I, mean, I can't get him uh, no i can't get him 601-672-6599 give us a call holler at us let us uh let us hear your um god story i know this is kind of early in the afternoon yeah uh, for us, but um, this was the best time we could do it for today. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, I, I, you have another one? Go ahead. I want. I like hearing yours. Oh, I've got some good ones. I like it. All right. So, uh, you see this ring on my finger? This is a long story. Okay. All right. So this ring on my finger. Uh, we all know the, the story of the prodigal. He's not married, ladies. No, I am not married. No, so you know. No, I'm not married. <laughs> no, thanks for that. Anyway, <laughs> not look. Anyway. Um, squirrel, 
Okay. All right. What was if I talking about? You're single and you love Jesus. Yeah. Well, anyway. Call 601-672-6591. Wouldn't that be hilarious if we just got about 12 single oh, ladies dude. all around the world that love Jesus and, yeah. and, and and like how you look and everything uh-huh. and they're like, I yeah, just I'm, called in and talked to talk to John. I know, I know you're talking to somebody. Oh, uh, maybe. Until until we make until we make that official, we you know, we're just throwing the I got you. I'm just casting the line out. I you know, feel what's you. what's Jesus got for you, dog? Anyway, back to the ring. You got a ring on your finger, but it's not a marriage ring. So, um, again, I'm in that same area. uh, uh, You spent a lot of time there, didn't you? Well, that was, yeah, that was my stomping grounds. I mean, I knew, I mean, it was my area. But so, my mother used to run the American Heart Association over on McWillie, which is right there by Northside Drive. All right. So, I was in that area, and uh, this was kind of like mid afternoon. And I'd been up for several days, probably hadn't eaten in a few days, you know, it was probably bad dehydrated. On the side of the building of the American Heart Association, or really close close to it, I saw the building. And I used to go to this building as a child with my mother a lot to go to work with her. And, you know, I, you know, I used to play out in this area because it had big open, you know, lawns around there. And, you know, there was just stuff for a boy to get into because it was boring inside the American Heart Association. So, um... On the side over there, there's a, there's a statue of an angel, literally, and it's still there. I see it. You know, I go over there sometimes. But I was really missing my mother that day, and um, again, this was after Amanda died. I was missing my father, too. So I sat Indian-style in front of this angel and talked to this angel like it was my mother. You know, I, was, uh, you know, I had, a, had a conversation like I was talking to my mother. And, um, and I got done, and I... It was kind of getting starting to get about dusk, you know. Sun was kind of going down, and there was this other homeless fellow that was at the stop sign right there at this little intersection. And this is a busy intersection. Keep in mind, there's apartments all over the place around here. And uh, so I walk up there to him. I try to start up a conversation with him, and uh, he's literally he's talking crazy. You know, he's not even recognizing that I'm there, or acting like he's I'm not there. He's just having his own conversation with his demons pretty much. And, uh, that's common with people like us, you know, um, I, you know, but anyway, something happened and, uh, I ended up sitting back down and laying down and blacking out, going to sleep right there at that intersection, just right, probably five feet away from the stop sign, busy intersection. When I, when I wake up, it's just about kind of mid morning, probably nine ish. All right. So I slept through the whole night at this busy intersection and, I don't know if anybody checked on me or or anything like that or, you know. But uh, when I woke up, um, I still had everything that I had. You know, I checked my pockets, of course, and, you know, I didn't have much of anything at all. But this ring was on my finger. And I know you can't see it at home or, you know, as you're watching. Maybe I'll post a picture of it later. It's really kind of dirty right now. But on this ring is a is a cross with Jesus hanging from it. It's a brass ring, mm-hmm. and it's got little stones on the side of it. They're, you know, probably little fake diamonds or something. But, but I have no idea how this ring got on my finger. Okay? Me neither. I don't either. So this ring, let me tell you, this ring has uh, been through some stuff, and I'm going to continue the story about this ring. So the day I was going to commit suicide, uh, 
of course, I had my I never took this ring off, and you know. Uh, but so the day I was going to commit suicide, I had this ring on. All right, so I got arrested that day. I got delivered in the cell that day, and um, then I went to jail. And um, you know, did a, about a year, a little over a year in prison. So when I went to jail, they take your property. Right. I did not want to be separated from my ring. This ring meant a lot to me. This was my prodigal ring, you know, because I was kind of walking back toward him, you know, you know. But and I knew, and I and in my mind, this angel I was talking to earlier put this ring on my finger. Right. Somehow this finger, you know. Anyway, so they take my property and they bag it up, and I hear horror stories all the time about how you know you put jewelry in the property bag, you never get it back because it ends up in the trustees' pockets or whatever. Right. So I'm I'm in Rankin County for probably. Four months or so, and I got transferred over to Lamar County to answer to another charge. So they let me sign out my bag, and it's going to Lamar County with me. I see my ring in there. So I go to Lamar County. I'm in Lamar County for about another two or three months. All right. So when uh, I go from there, I go to CMCF, which is Quick Bed. And when you go to prison from a county jail, a county institution, you do not take your property with you. You have to literally sign it over to somebody to come pick up. I did not have anybody to sign it to. Jenny was in Florida, and um, she wasn't going to be back for a hot minute. So I asked them, I was like, well, how long do they have to pick it up? And they were like, 30 days. I said, well, what happens to my property then? We throw it away. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm, I lost my ring. You know, it's over with, you know, with the ring. So anyway, so I do, I do the rest of my prison time. I go from... CMCF, I go to Loosedale, and I'm, you know, I'm really, you know, I'm like, my ring, you know. So I get out. I don't even think to check with Lamar to see if they still have it or anything like that. So a few months go by, and uh, I'm at work, and um, Jenny calls me up, and she says, there's a sheriff from Lamar County that is trying to get in touch with you. And immediately, it's anxiety, because... Oh, yeah. You know, I just got out of prison. I hadn't been out but a couple of months, and I'm like, what could they possibly want? I'm not, I didn't I'm, do it this time. Yeah, I'm not even thinking about the ring at this point. You know, right. I didn't forgot about the ring. I let it go. Hopefully somebody's got it that needed it and found its way onto another finger, you know. Right. That was my hope. So she had already known what had happened. She was just messing with me, <laughs> okay? She was literally messing with me. So So she knew why they were calling? Yeah. <laughs> She'd already hey, got we, this, we need she'd to already talk to John because we've got yeah. this ring over so here. So she calls me in this somber voice, and she's like, hey, this, this sheriff's trying to get in touch with you from Lamar County. Shame I said, well, what do they, I said, what do they want? And she's like, I don't know, but maybe you should give them a call. <laughs> she knew what this ring meant to me. Right. You know? So I call them, and it was, I'll never forget her name. Mrs. Sheriff, her name is Miss Melissa. And so I said, uh, Miss Melissa, I don't know if you remember me or not. And she says, is this John Gallagher? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I, and, and I'm still, you know, at this point, I'm about having a panic attack, you know, you know, and she's like, oh, I, you know, I just was calling to find out if you were ever going to come get this property. And I'm like, but, you know, this is set, like we're talking about eight months after the fact, you know, right. after 30. And, you know, they had done told me after 30 days, it goes in the trash. Right. So eight months later. So Jenny, she literally was already uh, about to leave. I think she went the next morning to go pick it up for me. And I don't care what else was in that bag. I mean, there's some other stuff in there, but whatever. I didn't care about nothing else but that ring. And so I still, and I got my ring back. That's awesome. I think we got a caller. Oh, Uh -oh. yes, finally. see here. Thank the Lord. 
Let's see here. Black Sheep Podcast. Black Sheep Podcast. <laughs> okay. Black Sheep Hotline. Oh, nope. Never mind. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Thank you for calling. We've been trying to get in touch with you about your car insurance, <laughs> your car warranty. Your car warranty. Hello? Hello. Is this the Black Sheep? Ah, <laughs> it is. Who is speaking to? I, this is Karen Williams. Hey, Miss Karen, what's up? It would have been even funnier um, if it was Miss Melissa. From I know, right? <laughs> so, Miss Karen, Miss Karen, she yeah. is from she is from Celebrate Recovery over at Trinity Wesleyan Church hey, in yeah. Byram on Sidewell Road. They have a recovery meeting every Thursday night at six thirty. Love that place. I do too, and I miss it. I don't get to go as often as I as I'd love to. But how are you doing today, Miss Karen? I'm doing wonderful. I'm very, very, very blessed. But I saw that you had uh, a, a show today on Godlings, and I just want to share something that happened to me uh, this this month in December. There are two things, if you don't mind. No, take, go right ahead. Okay. Well, I know you know, and I don't know if all of your listeners know, but I lost my son to a fentanyl overdose in March of 2022. And I'm hoping I can do this. Uh, but anyway, this. as you know, as you can imagine, holidays are hard for me, especially Thanksgiving, Christmas. Yeah, me too, Miss Karen. Yeah. Oh, I know, because you miss Amanda just like I miss Daniel. Mm-hmm. And so um, on the 6th of December, early in the morning, I woke up after I'd had this dream about my son. And it was, oh, goodness, it was so real, John. Um David and I had had walked into a place and saw our son was not expecting it in this dream. Daniel held my hands and I could feel his skin. I could feel how soft his hands were. Praise God. We had conversations um, that were just wonderful. I can remember every single bit of it. I've never done that in a dream before. And then as we were leaving, he kissed me on the lips and I can still feel how that kiss felt. Man, I've got chills. I do too, and I'm I'm just tearing up right now. But anyway, I woke up right after that dream, and I felt so much peace after all the anxiety that I had been feeling up through from October until this time. Just you know, the anxiety that you get over the holidays Mm -hmm. and 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 all of that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I felt this just this peace that came over me. I, I can't explain it, but I wish I could. All of your listeners could feel yeah, that oh, kind of thing. Yeah, it's amazing. It amazing. truly is. So anyway, um, that was on the sixth, and I went about my day. Um, and then on the ninth of uh, December, um, there was—I believe it was the ninth. Uh, it may have been the the eighth, but anyway, there was a storm that came through. And um, if I can back up a minute, um. Yeah, take your I have time. An I have an ornament that I, that David and I, my husband David and I, put on a tree out at the Madison Children's Park uh, at Strawberry Patch Park. And it is a park that's dedicated to all of the children who have gone too early, mm-hmm. too soon. And um, so earlier in December, we went out and we put an ornament for our son on this tree. Well, the storm came through on the 8th. And I had heard that the tree had blown down in the storm. 
So all some of the ornaments were displaced. Some of them were broken. Mm-hmm. So after church on the 10th, that was on the Sunday, Dave uh, and I decided we would ride out there and make sure that Daniel's ornament was on there. Mm-hmm. And if it was broken, we were going to replace it. Mm-hmm. So I went out to Strawberry Park that afternoon. It was a beautiful afternoon, and there were two little girls and a mother. They were riding on their scooters. They were probably six or seven years old, weren't very old. One of them came over to me as I was looking on the tree, and um, she started telling me that she and her mother and her sister had made ornaments and put on the tree, and that her sister had passed away. And showed, she showed me the ornaments and told me how they had made them, and we started talking and I mean she was so smart and so articulate and um so she asked me about my child and I told her a little bit bit about Daniel and um as we finished our conversation I thanked her for sharing with me and allowing me to share with her and uh she had this little rose in her hand this little little small tiny rose and she gave it to me she says I want you to have oh my god thanked her for that. I still have that rose and I have it in his little memory box. I will always have it. And so I said, thank you so much. And then this little girl that I had never met before um, extended her arm and wanted me to hug her. And I gave her a big hug and she gave me a big hug back. And John, it was like the Lord was just, was hugging me through this child. Yeah. Well, I'm, that is amazing, and I'm 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 about to blow your mind. All right, so this morning, this happened to me this morning. Okay, um, I woke up at four thirty this morning from a dream about my father. Okay, and I have not dreamt about my father in a long time, and uh, I can tell a couple other God winks about my father, but this one. So, like this morning, um, so in the dream, I was in a Walmart. It had to be in Walmart. <laughs> it felt like a Walmart. It felt like a Walmart. And there was, uh, you know, people doing going about their day. There's shopping or whatever. And I'm on an aisle. And on this aisle, my dad is pushing a shopping cart toward me. He's smiling from ear to ear, right? And uh, so he, I, I start walking toward him. And, uh, I, you know, I gave him a hug, and I felt the hug, just like you described, Mama Karen. I'm telling you, it was like that. And then he started quoting scripture, okay? And in this scripture, uh, the only one that I can re- recall, you know, uh, from that was John 14, 6. And it's uh, G- uh, Jesus. It's, uh, John 14, 6. It says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And then I, you know, I remember I, I woke up and I was elated that I, you know, had that dream and that I felt that it was like not just the presence of my dad, but it was the presence of the father too. Right. Oh, yeah. And, it, oh, yeah. wow. So, you know, God winks happen in dreams too. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, I believe I do. Um, and aren't you so thankful for that? I, oh. I get every morning. And uh, since then, I mean, I'm always grateful. I can find something to be grateful for Amen. every morning. But since that, I just thank God all day long, every yeah, day for absolutely. that, you know, and that peace that he gave us. Um, John, I don't know about you, but through most everything that happens to me, I try to find the lesson. Yeah. And I know, um, you know, and as I'm looking 
back at what had happened. Um, you know, about a week after I met the little girl in the park, mm-hmm. uh, my husband David had a health scare. We knew that he was having some health issues, and he ended up having two stents put in his heart. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. And, yeah, I know. I haven't really told a whole lot of people, you know, and, and life goes on. And, but through that time, of course, I was a little worried, but I knew everything was going to be okay. And yes, I ma'am. think that was one thing maybe that God was trying to tell me. He was, you know, giving me that peace of mind mm-hmm. that everything was going to be okay, you know. Cast your anxieties um, aside, you know, you know. Definitely, you know. And, and so, um, but I'm so, so thankful. I'm so thankful for those God winks. I'm so Damn thankful. Too. I'm so thankful you know, for you. I'm so thankful that you came into my life, too. Mate, sir. I said, I'm, and I'm so thankful for you, and I'm so thankful that you came into my life in, in a major way that you did. Because, uh, you know, when we first met at Trinity, uh, you, uh, this was just before the Faces of Fentanyl thing. And through that, uh, every time I go up there, there's a poster of my sister hanging in that gym uh, that I, I, can, I can go, you know, it's a little memorial for her because she doesn't have a stone or anything like that. But um, that's all through Miss Karen and uh, Chuck and Tim over at uh, Trinity Wesleyan. You know, they've got several people on this wall and uh, to honor, you know, honor and um, and memorialize them. And, uh, man, that's the first thing I do every time I go up there is I first I talk to God and then I go see my little sister. It's like a tribute to her. I love you so much. I love you, too. And I'm so glad that that little thing that we're able to do um, has helped you. And I think it's helped many. And, and if there are any others out there listening today that have lost friends or family through overdose or through fentanyl overdose, it doesn't matter which one, um, we are still memorializing them. We want to bring awareness to this terrible issue Absolutely. of fentanyl and overdose. And let's look, I found peace through Celebrate Recovery, my son was still alive, and I went to try to figure out how I could help him. Mm -hmm. And I figured out I couldn't help him. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, Celebrate Recovery and the people there uh, helped me to walk through that and find out, find some peace for myself Mm -hmm. and and heal myself. So um, love you guys so, so, so very much. Love you, too. I love that that part of your your, story. I love you, too. I love that part of your story, Karen, that – that uh, you you found celebrate recovery not for you but but trying to help uh, figure out how to help your son and yet it has actually helped you mm-hmm. so much along the way. I just think that's amazing. It is amazing. Definitely. Yeah, it's like Miss Karen's never used a drug in her life, and drugs you know you know wrecked her, and she found right. you know peace through celebrate recovery in the Lord. That's awesome. So it is a, it's an amazing story. Thank you for calling, Miss Karen. We love you so much. I love you guys, too, and thank you for allowing me to share. Yes, um, and y'all have a great New Year. Happy you New too. Year. Thank you. You okay. too. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, know, so uh, real quick, my friend uh, Corinne up there, if you'll scroll up just a little bit, said, I certainly agree when we get to see and touch our loved ones in dreams. Oh, got another caller. Oh, wow. Uh-oh. I'll get back to you, Corinne. Hello? Hi, Palmer. What's up? Hey, John, this what, is Vin. I knew it was before you even said that. Yeah. What's up, Mr. Riles? <laughs> What's Vin- going on, brother? Vincent Riles, he is a part of Broken Chains. Yeah, man. Can you tell us a little bit about that real quick, Vince, Broken Chains? Oh, yeah. Broken Chains is an offshoot of Celebrate Recovery originally, but we're just a group of motorcycle enthusiasts mm-hmm. that 
love Christ and love to serve our community and are all a part of recovery in some fashion. We've recently branched out to where we do any type of Christ-based recovery. Yeah, I love how. Uh, yeah, I love how he so, referred to it as a. What do you say? Motorcycle, motorcycle enthusiast. enthusiast because not, it's not the, a gang. That's right. <laughs> it's like a church, it's we're not a church gang. We're enthusiasts. So the church back at home in Houghton that I was telling you about, yeah. uh, Open Road Fellowship, they yeah. are a quote unquote biker church. Yeah. But they also call themselves motorcycle enthusiasts. enthusiasts. I love because it because so many people are turned off by the the the, the, the name biker. Right. So. That's right. all. I, I, I love I love it when I hear people say a motorcycle enthusiast. <laughs> all right, so Vince, tell, tell us, tell, you got some God week for us? Oh, yeah. And the, the biggest one that comes to my mind happened to me a couple of years ago. Uh, I'd been clean. I tried to get clean on my own uh, before I went to prison the first time. And I've been clean about three days. And, you know, after 23 years or 22 years at that time, of addiction I just all those emotions just screwed with me so bad just that rapid flood of emotions back on me and I ended up trying to take my life uh and I would have succeeded if it wasn't for God's intervention you know and I know now that that's exactly what it was I was I tried to hang myself from the front porch and I lived out in the country and this chick that I'd have had problems with since high school. You know, we, we, we hated each other. She happened to be driving by. She didn't live anywhere near me. She just happened to be driving by and stopped in the middle of the road. I, I'm, I'm literally have been passed out and she very short girl. And she comes and she picks my big butt up and she's <laughs> holding me up. Like I said, she blocked the middle of the road and she held me up until somebody else couldn't get around her and had to come help her cut me down. Wow. Wow. I, and if that wasn't God, I don't know what was. Yeah. I mean, but God. at that time I wasn't nowhere near, I wasn't doing nothing but running for the devil. Yeah. Wow, dude, that's incredible. That's an incredible, incredible testimony, yes, man. sir. Love that, man. Look, I love y'all guys, and I love what y'all are doing with this podcast. I try to watch it every chance I get. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Appreciate we it. We love thanks. you, Vince, and we love Broken Chains. We love Steve yeah. and Tara, too. I know that, I noticed that uh, Tara's, she just shared one with us. She says, I was working at Pretenses. Pretense? Pet Sense. Pet Sense. Oh, Pet Sense. Okay. Going through a hard time and was praying for God to remind me that he was, a couple bit. He was with me. A couple walked in to get their dog from the groom shop, and when they walked up to pay, I started playing with the dog and said, she's okay. God just answered. Oops, Palmer, sorry. you're going to have to read that because my eyes are... I, just can't no, I said, um, a couple walked in to get their dog. Hold on. You still I'm there, Vince? messing with the screen. Yeah, I'm still here, bro. Okay. All right. A couple walked in to get their, their dog from the groom shop, and when they walked up to pay, I started playing with their dog in the... That ain't me, guys. <laughs> they said, uh, I started playing with the dog and said, hey, Pooh Bear, not knowing his name. Or why that even came out of the mouth. The lady starts crying and runs out of the store. Her husband looks up at me with tears in his eyes and said, she's okay. God just answered one of our prayers and she needs a minute. He said they were from out of town. They left to get away because they just lost their daughter to cancer and stopped in. Brookhaven to bathe their dog. He called her their daughter's nickname, and it was Pooh Bear. Oh, wow. They were also praying that God would remind them that 
he was with them. What? That's wow, crazy. that's crazy. That's certainly a God, God wink right there. I, you know, I heard a story recently. I, I read a story recently. It was a post or something. It might have been on TikTok. But uh, this woman um, had fully submitted to God. She said, God, whatever it is you want me to do, I'll do it. If, if it's from you, no matter how crazy it is or how crazy it sounds, I will do it. And not long after that, probably a couple of weeks or something like that, it was like middle of the night. She's driving through this town. She's like uh, on a road trip or something. She's driving through this town. And uh, there was the only thing that was open was this convenience store. And she heard the small voice tell her, walk into that store and stand on your head. <clears throat> and she was, seriously, she was like, what? Nope. And so it's like, well, okay, God, I told you I'd do whatever you told me to do. So I'm going to do this. So she walks in the store stands on her head and within a couple of seconds this girl runs out from the back squalling and wraps her up and hugs her and she's and she's like you know freaking out over it and she goes on to tell her that she was literally in the back room with a gun in her mouth and told god that if you don't send somebody in here to stand on their head that i'm gonna blow my head off yeah wow yeah that's kind of like um, when I got clean. I guess it's been about a little over 14 months ago now. Mm-hmm. I was headed to the courthouse uh, trying to debate whether I was going to go on the run or not because I'm a three-time loser, and I knew I was going to have mandatory ha- time hanging over my head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was high as giraffe ears. And, <laughs> wow, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> And just... And I was steadily getting high that whole way to the courthouse. I was about two blocks from the courthouse, and I stopped at the stop sign and just had the most clearest thought I've ever had in my life. And it was God talking to me, going, hey, this is your last chance. This is what you need to do. You need to throw that stuff out, go to the courthouse, and accept whatever they give you. Wow, yeah. And and I'm freaking out because, you know, I've always believed in God. I grew up in church. yeah. I've been running for 25 years, mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, screw it. This is what I'll do. Yeah. I'm going to do what he said. I, so I rolled the window down, and I threw everything I had out, which I felt bad about later because now I, I felt like maybe I was enabling somebody else, but yeah. that's what I was told to do, so that's what I did. I left it in God's hand. That's right. And then I went to the courthouse, and they put me on drug court, the same judge that had sent me to prison twice. Wow put me on drug court. He denied me the last time that I went before him for drug court. Mm-hmm. And and they and they put me on drug court instead of giving me eight mandatory years. And I'm like You know, we're wow. we're, and we're literally we're literally talking to a black sheep warrior right now. He's like right. <laughs> yeah, he's, That's right. he, he's been through the you know, he's, he knows all the devil's tactics and tricks and he knows what's up. Vincent yeah, I'll awful. never I'll never forget the day I met Vincent man. This might be a God wink in itself. It's like they have a uh, celebrate recovery meeting over in uh, on Napoleon and Pearl on three th- at three thirty on Sunday afternoons and uh, pretty low key. And uh, that particular day, uh, there there wasn't many of us there that day. And uh, I'd never seen Vincent before in my life, but I think he'd seen me at a Night of Hope event or something before or something. And he just happened to be coming through at the time. This was last spring, I think, no, last fall. He just happened to be coming through and had heard about the meeting and decided to stop by. And um, 
and uh, me and Vince, and he came in, and I was, he, I think I was the first person you saw or something, and uh, we talked for a little bit. Then uh, next thing you know, we're we're trading testimonies on YouTube, and you know, from Unashamed, and I was like, man, yeah, you gotta see my testimony, yeah, you gotta see mine, and uh, yeah, he, you know, we had, you know, we kind of paralleled, you know, and. Um, and then uh, wasn't long after that, I went and spoke at uh, at Broken Chains and uh, met Steve and Tara. And I remembered seeing them at Recovery Fest, right. and uh, you know that's where Vince had seen me, I think. And uh, and we've all been friends ever since, man. I love me some Vince, man. Vince is great. Thank you for calling, Vince, man. I love you, brother. Love God, you, man. you too, you, buddy. All right. So before Vince called, I was talking about my friend Corinne up there. She says I definitely agree. When we get the get to see and touch our loved ones in dreams. That it's a beautiful gift from God. And I could not agree more. And I tell you, that woman right there is a strong, strong Christian woman. Um, she's not only had, uh, I believe, two, maybe three, might even been four uh, miscarriages. Wow. Or, or uh, you know, uh, babies that, that didn't make it. Yeah. And um, now she has a beautiful um, a daughter, but her husband who they had reconnected from high school. They dated in high school. Corinne and I dated briefly a long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, uh, she was actually with me when my best friend died. Oh, and honestly, that whole situation of my best friend dying, um, changed the, uh, trajectory of my life, which unfortunately, um, ended the relationship with me and Corinne. She's great woman. We're still great friends now. Mm -hmm. Um, but she, rekindles her uh her first i guess first love from high school mm -hmm. and they have an amazing relationship and if i'm not mistaken uh in co uh in 2020 when covid hit he got real sick mm -hmm. and actually passed away oh and i don't if i'm telling that you'll have to correct me if i'm wrong corinne but if i'm telling the story wrong but uh, i i don't believe corinne got to actually go say goodbye because it was during covid and so she's had to do, had, had to lean on God through this process. Of course. Um, she was an alcoholic for a while and she's uh, now clean and sober. She's got a beautiful daughter. And, um, you know, we, we do a lot of talking on, uh, on Facebook messenger just because, you know, she's still in that. I mean, she's coming out of the darkness, but she's still in that fight of I've lost, I lost the love of my life and I was left here. Um, as a single mother, you know, and had to move back to Texarkana, Arkansas from Dallas where her and her husband were living and basically having to start over um, at um, uh, 65 years old. I'm just kidding. She's not 65, but I like to mess with her because she's old. Um, anybody is older, she as old as I am? Anybody older? No. Anybody older than me is old. Yeah. Micah's you. old. You're I'm, old. I'm old. <laughs> I'm 46. But um, it's people like that, man, that, that have truly been through the, yeah, the, the ringer, man. Yeah, and um, yeah, and I survived can, it and come out on clean on the other side. That's right. You know, you know I'm telling you, we're just warriors, and you know. And she's an amazing singer. I told her if she, she if she uh, comes this way for the Kelly K event, uh, I'll put her on stage and, yep. and let her sing back up. Okay. And I'll probably lose my job as the lead singer of Ooh. Giving Grace. Hey, if you do need a female backup, I got you covered though. That's my female backup, right? There. Well, I know. I'm saying if she doesn't do it, then you know I know Jenny will. She's a great singer too. Oh yeah, she does. I always great. forget that Jenny sings too. Yeah, she's great, dude. 
That's Bring awesome. any singer on the podcast you can. I would yes. love to have oh, every some yeah. serious talent in here. Seriously? Because yeah, I know absolutely. a lot. I got hundred percent. I got no talent. Sorry. I'll tell you who no I'd like to get in here. People. I'd like to get Bryce in here. He just got out of Rankin County. You know, little Bryce. Is the um, dude that plays the guitar? Yeah, gets up there. He kind of uh, every night a hope event. He. Yep. Yeah, man. He, he's he's out, out now. He's out. That's he can awesome. Come. Dude. I need to talk to him. I'll bring. I'll see if I can get that scheduled. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that I would call this, uh, I'm just going to share one last story. I don't know if that I call it a God wink or just straight up the fact that I am being obedient to God. I, I have been blessed. So um, I've made it no secret that I'm in bankruptcy for the stupid financial decisions that I've made um, over the years. And I take full responsibility for that. So we're about a year into bankruptcy. But, you know, last Christmas we were worried about how we were going to do Christmas. And God just blessed us. Multiple people. Gave, gave us money. We were able to provide for Christmas. Can I hold $100 till next week? Sure. Okay. Just let me, I, nah, I'm we'll, joking. We'll run to the ATM, Doc. I'm joking. Um, so this year, you know, I had no no worries, no fear. Yeah. We, we were just going to figure it out, right? Yeah. And Give um, it to God. You know? That's right. And so um, we were blessed by a couple different people um, before this, what I'm about to talk about. But And so we got, you know, Got plenty of money to take care of our Christmas needs, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm at church the other day, and one of the elders walks up to me, and I won't say his name because, you know, yeah, um, you know, when you when you give and and bless somebody else, it's it should be anonymous anonymously yeah. mm-hmm. because you know that person's not looking for right. for glory recognition. or recognition, right? right? Yeah. But this this man walks up to me, and he was like, "Look, I just want to say that you know we see you." We love what you're doing, and God told me and my wife that we needed to bless you. Wow, man! And he, and he gave that's me and he gave me a few hundred bucks, that's and awesome, I was just man. like, man, I'm, and it's and it's all because like, Crystal, let's go to Bucky's. I'm just being obedient, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. doing this podcast, doing the Unashamed podcast, mm-hmm. you know, uh, being available to run sound anytime you know the church needs me, lead lead worship anytime the church needs. Mm-hmm. I'm just being obedient. Being obedient. And, that's and so exactly and what it's all about. I, that's yeah, and I so I, I tell that story only to say that look, man, if if y'all will just be obedient to the Father, listen for His voice, and do what He's telling you to do, I promise you, He's going to take care of you. Absolutely, going to take care of you. He's going to provide cameras. He's going to yeah. provide a computer. He's yeah. going to provide an awesome place to do podcasts. He's yeah. going to provide for you to pay for Christmas. Yeah. So like know? yeah, like last summer, you know, when all this started building up in my mind for this podcast uh you know uh, everything it entailed and and uh i didn't have any money i didn't have no way to build a studio i didn't have any contacts in the podcast world and you know um and look look where we are now you know no no thank you corinne you've uh corinne corinne has stood by my side when i was not the best person um i was lucky to find my soulmate my wife carissa um she was lucky to find her soulmate in uh, in her husband uh, Gerald, and for whatever reason, um, God called him home a whole lot sooner. And yeah. I and I truly believe there's somebody else out there for Corinne. Um, he's not going to leave that beautiful woman and that beautiful child um, to be alone for very often. But Corinne said, in case y'all aren't watching, uh, said thank you, Palmer. You've been a great support throughout this and a blessing to uh, old granny. old granny. Old granny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Corinne. If, if you start calling me Papa, you're fired. <laughs> Corinne is a, another an awesome, awesome person. Um, so all you uh, Jesus lovers, 
uh, single men in the Texarkana, Arkansas area, uh, <laughs> I will hook you up. Are we doing matchmaking? Hook, on yes, the matchmaking on the podcast today. Yeah. All right, so Rebecca Massingale. Massingale. Yeah, Massingale. Will you expand that that uh, comment for me, and I'll read it. Yes. She says, "So I went to recovery at Beauty Beauty from Ashes in 2020. I have no children, just my dog Ziggy. Had to leave her behind when I decided quit it." Quit messing with it, Danny. I'm not. I can't read that quickly. I can't help that people want to comment on here. <laughs> uh, when I decided, yep, stop it, Corinne. Stop, stop it. Stop, stop texting. I can't read um, or commenting. Uh, when I decided I was never coming back because I had decided to follow Jesus, I asked my roommate to take my dog and take care of her for me. I prayed for my dog every day. When I graduated the program, they asked me to stay on as staff. I didn't know how to find my dog. I just knew the people I left her with couldn't be a part of my life anymore. One day, I drove to pick up some of the ladies from the thrift store in Collins, and when I stopped at the stop sign and looked down the road, my dog was walking up the road towards me. I was I was there just at the right time because God is into the business into the business of restoration, no coincidence. He did it also as a testimony to the other ladies at the recovery center to see that if he will restore my dog, then he will surely restore their kids and families. My dog also now works at the recovery center with me <laughs> and brings joy to so many women. That hey, is man, amazing. Let me tell you something, man. This brings amazing. me to a good story too, man, because um, um, my best friend, Jenny, uh, uh, who I, we used to be together, we were together for like 12 years. At the, toward the end of our relationship, um, she was in a really dark period. I, her, her, it wasn't long after her mother had passed, and you know, all, all you know, I, a lot of things that I'd done had come to light um, with, um, <laughs> you know, cheating, everything. everything, drugs, and cheating, and all this other stuff, and and um, you know, this was the third time I'd been caught, and um, so. She was very it's depressed. Just because men are stupid. Yeah, we are. We suck. We, we suck. We take a long. We're hard headed. We know, take man. a long time. But um, so she was. She was in a really bad place. And my sister showed up to the house one day, and um, my older sister April, she showed up to the house one day with this little pit bull pup. She was so pretty and so cute. You know, her name's Molly. Well, her, well, you hadn't named her yet. So um, I thought in my mind, you know, I was like. I'm going to go let Jenny, she wouldn't get out of, Jenny wouldn't get out of bed, man. She was like really, you know, going through it. So I took this puppy upstairs and I, and I, I put it in her arms and she was like, no, we're not keeping, we're not getting, no, we're not getting a dog. And as soon as I put her in her arms and Molly and her connected eyeballs, yep. name, it was over. That was good, it. Man. It was over. So this dog, her name's Molly. She's the, she's my child and she's one of my children. She's Jenny's daughter and we share custody, you know. That's right. And I pay my child support. You I know, get, I, mean, you I get, get her on the weekends. I get her. No, I mean, yeah. well, we all live together now. <laughs> I know. So I'm just saying. Jenny's my Jenny, her boyfriend. My, you know, we're all roommates. And right. So Molly, Molly sleeps with me. Um, anyway, so um, uh, flash forward about seven years or five years that this that this particular incident happened. So Molly, like I said, is like her child. All right. right. So rules come along with Molly. Like you do not let Molly outside without a leash. I mean, it's just like. If anything happens to this dog, it would crush her. That's right. I mean, it would crush her this spirit. This dog it would, is it would more be, to me than you I mean, are, and I will hurt to you. Yeah, over let this me dog. get pushed or hit by a train, or let Brian get hit by a truck or something. No problem. She'd, she'd be fine. Yeah. No she problem. would 
she'd bounce back within a day or two. Something happened to the dog. Something happened to Molly, though. Nope. Oh, my word. All right, so it's about 2 o'clock in the morning, and me and Justin are outside, and uh, this is on Beardman. We're living on Beardman, and uh, this is this is just about uh, a year and a half ago. Uh, about a year, year and a half ago. Did you just tell people where you live? This is where I was living. Oh, okay. I, was, I do not live on Beardman now. So. Jesus. So we're on Beardman, and this is like 2 o'clock in the morning, and we had a lot of stuff on the trailer we needed to go through, and me and Justin were out there going through it, throwing away what we didn't want, this, that, and other. So uh, we had Molly out, outside. It was middle of the night. No, no, no. Beardman's are busy during the day. You got 18-wheelers come up down Beardman to get in this industrial, you know, kind of area, making deliveries and all this. Anyway, this is, like I said, 2 o'clock in the morning, and uh, – Molly was not on a leash, and uh, so I looked sure up. You and want was, to tell this story? Yeah, she's look, she's, re, she's watching. Is she watching? Oh yeah, she is watching. Okay. <laughs> oh, she told me to say it. She said, "Tell him about the eighteen wheeler." Oh, that's okay. what I'm. That's Whew. what I'm telling. Okay. okay. Jenny, do you want to call and tell it yourself? You can. <laughs> Jenny's like, no. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, you can call if you want to. But anyway, um, so we're outside, and uh, Molly, I got to looking around for Molly and didn't see her. And I said, Justin, where's Molly? So we get to calling for her. And at that moment, we start calling from her for her. This 18-wheeler turns off of 80, and it's, it's, it's come, starting to come down Beardman. And um, at that time, at the same time, Molly comes behind this house across the street that's been abandoned for whatever. It's a little office house building-looking thing, and there's a little patch of trees and bushes and stuff. And she comes jetting across the road. I mean, she's full stride. And, I mean, it's about to be impact. And when I tell you that God stopped time itself and this 18-wheeler froze, dead in its tracks, 18-wheelers just don't stop like this on a dime. From my perspective, this is what I see, okay? I see Molly about to get hit. And then Justin's perspective, all he saw was the he saw Molly coming across the street, and she did hit, he said she did hit pavement. And, uh, and, then, and then the truck just going by. Me, myself, I saw the truck stop. Okay, dead in its tracks. And then in an instant, time started back up. And then it was like that replay moment from the Matrix with the cat. Right. You know, like, and then Molly, in the same motion, was coming out from behind those bushes and then coming back across the street. Uh, I'm telling you, the the heart attack that I almost had Mm -hmm. with the thought Mm -hmm. of Molly getting, I would have had to leave the state yeah. To get away from this blonde the woman, country. that yo, know, I would have had to leave the country. We, I mean, I survived. You'd be taking John to I Cuba sur- for a mission <laughs> trip and leaving I, him and there. leaving me there. I survived thirty years of addiction, several probably hundred overdoses, and uh, I don't know, you know, getting beaten in the head by a nine millimeter one time, and I mean, several shots to the head. I've survived all kind of stuff in my lifetime, but. I don't think I would have survived Mm-mm. the outfall Mm-mm. from Molly getting hit by an 18-wheeler. And I'm telling you, dude, if, if, you, if you ain't telling me that God does not love me, right. he kept me. <laughs> he, <laughs> he kept the dog safe just for your yeah. sake. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he wasn't paying attention for a second. And then you're like, oh, got to stop time. And then, <laughs> and then transport Molly back into the woods. Like, restart hold, time. Hold on. But, yeah, uh, that I'm telling you, dude. Man, when she got home, and I, I, I was so excited for the miracle that I had to tell her about it. I said, "Oh, you're not going to believe what happened." And then she was mad at me. Yeah, yeah. Of course, she was mad at me because I was, you know, you didn't follow the rules. You almost her baby. killed our daughter. That's yeah. right. So sorry, baby girl. 
Chelsea says, listening from quarantine, COVID got me down, so I couldn't be on today with y'all. Chelsea, we sure hope you feel better very, very soon. We are praying for you, and it's okay. We'll get you on just as soon as you start feeling better. Yeah, her and actually, we're, we're going to have her and Teresa from Shower Power on that day. That's going to be a very good testimony story, yeah. man. Chelsea was literally eight months pregnant on County Line Road flying a sign for money, and Teresa from Shower Power saw her. And pulled over and that and talked to her, and spoiler that began. Spoiler alert. Well, I'm just, you know a little spoiler. A lot's happened. You know <laughs> that's just that's where Chelsea's journey. You know, right. began. I mean, this is a very good story. I can't wait to have her on. That's awesome. Let me just say that um, you know I just talked about um, my my old friend Corinne, not old in like age, even though I like to harass her. But let me just say that um, you know I I've been married for twelve years. Um, been with my wife for 14 years, and um, I will say that I don't really talk talk a lot about her. She doesn't like the spotlight at all. That's just not her. Like, we are so po- polar opposites when it comes to. Um, I- I'll just say, like, if we go to, go on a cruise ship and they do the the uh, the marriage game, my wife is like, if you put your hand up, I am going back to the room. You know what I mean? So I, that's the reason I don't give her a lot of spotlight. But I will say that uh, it takes a true woman of God. And um, for her to trust me having friendships with yeah. women that I've been with, <clears throat> yeah. you know, and spent time with because, you know, I, I have admitted that I am a sex addict. I'm, I, I, look, I know y'all all came, came, you know, got over your addictions. I'm not over mine. I'm still a sex addict. I yeah. just have a wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> she's, she's my dealer, I guess. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> he found the dealer. <laughs> but I just I just want to say that, you know, um, <laughs> it takes a a great woman of God to uh, be able to trust that that you're doing what's right and, yeah. and allows me to be able to uh, she gives up. She sacrifices her time with me for me to do things like this yeah. or me to do the unashamed uh, podcast mm-hmm. or that or for me to go do out of town um, events and lead worship and stuff yeah. like that. And, um, yeah, man, when you find that woman that, that just changes your life, it's absolutely amazing because mm. if she didn't trust me the way she does and many, many years ago, she did not trust me. It took a long mm-hmm. time, but, uh, if she didn't trust me the way she does now, I wouldn't be able to have relationships with uh, right. old, old girlfriends and, and, so- be, and be able to help them Hopefully, I, you know, when, when somebody like Corinne comes into my life or, you know, comes back into my life and tells me their story and needs somebody to lean on, God allows me to be able to um, do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm only allowed to do that because right, right. my wife trusts me. Right, right. So, uh, baby, and, I love and, um, you and I thank you for all the support. And I can tell you this, too. The the woman that I, I eventually end up with, whoever that may be, uh, is going to have Call in. 601 yeah. Six seven two six five nine one. If you want to, if you want a chance to take John out on a date, Ugh, no. <laughs> anyway, so they, you know, they're literally going to have to accept the fact that my best friend in the world is my ex, right? Because like her and I now, the relationship that we have is way better than the relationship than we ever had when we were together. Right. Like I think that we were meant to be, you know, best friends and and have that that type of relationship. That, it's a it's a it's very strong friendship and you know if if a woman came into my life and was like oh I can't handle that and I'm like well I'm sorry you gotta go you gotta go I'm sorry but I mean there, she's my family because you know mainly because like uh, 
she was literally there when all my family started dropping off and, and, you know, she survived the destruction and chaos that I caused, even though we didn't speak for a period and she didn't want anything to do with me. Right. The Holy Spirit spoke to her while, you know, when we weren't even talking and kept on her about, uh, you know, not letting me out of her life, not letting me back into it in that capacity, but helping me. Right. Cause she was the only thread left I had back to sanity really aside right. from Jesus. And, um, you know, the whole time I was in prison, she was, uh, you know, not the whole time, but when we, you know, well, yeah, the whole time I was in prison that time, um, you know, she, uh, she was my, she was my, uh, link to the world. She, you know, me and my daughter didn't talk for a long period of time, but she kept me updated on how she was and my nieces and nephews and, of, you know, that were angry with me that, uh, in the, you know, she, but, and she sent me pictures and she kept time on the phone to talk to her. And, um, and then when I finally made parole, you know, she gave me an address to parole out to her and her boyfriend, let me back into their home. Right. So, you know, whoever it is, you know, you know, they're just going to have to accept that because, uh, yeah, and it's good you know, that she's, she's my family, right? you know, and, uh, we're never going to revisit that. Right. Her and I, you know, but we, in a way, her and I need each other. Right. You know, there's uh, no, yeah, there's you know, no, doubt that whole about that. 12 years that her and I were together, she was trying to drag me to the Lord, you right. know, and like I said, kicking I, I mean, and screaming. Kicking and screaming. And um, she's always been spirit filled, and, and her father is a man, straight up man of God. And, um, you know, they were, you know, and that they were leading me. And like, I would go to church with her just to shut her up, <laughs> you know, and I would always get something. Out. I mean, me and real, you? and I would always get something out Christmas, of it. Christmas, Easter, yeah. Mother's Day. Um, yeah. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day, I'm not going. I was, you know, downtown <laughs> house, south, how the mouth. <laughs> no. But, uh, you know, so I never forgot that. Right. And especially when I was awakened to the Lord, you know, when he revealed himself in such a mighty way. And I prayed to him to, you know, show me instances in my life where, you know, and it all, you know, directed, you know, mainly back to periods with Jenny. Right. Where she would, you know, she would say, pray about it or let's go to church or you know, she's always been spirit led, and in a way, I kind of was too inadvertently. Right. So, anyway, that's well, anybody that comes into your life, you know, especially now, man, I, I don't see God sending anybody into your life that's not going to accept uh, the family that right. you have, no matter where that family mm -hmm. came from. True. And, and so, um, yeah, yeah, man, God's got su such good, good, big plans for you, and I know there's somebody that you're kind of talking to, so I, I jokingly say, if you yeah. want to call in, call in 601-652-6591. You notice the phone's not ringing. So, so <laughs> What's this look, call right you, here? Let me, let me tell you something. So it's all, it's all God's timing. It's God's perfect time. God's timing is always perfect. If, you know, if... Corinne, do you want to move to if it's the Jackson, me, Mississippi area? I've got a guy listen, here. If it's for me, it won't pass me by, you know, whoever, that, whoever <laughs> right. it is. That's right. And uh, we'll just we'll see. I'm not I'm not searching out anybody. I'm not looking for, you know. I know. It, it, when it happens, it'll happen. You're going to be the best husband. <laughs> I'm serious, man. You're going to be the best husband. Probably going to be a, a, a father. Well, I, can, I see that in your future. Well, Whether I can, it's I can somebody that comes in with a with a uh, predetermined yeah. or pre, you know, pre-existing child. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Well, I can tell you how not to be. Man, <laughs> I can tell you. hey man, I've said a million times that my my parents uh, they split up. I think when I was uh, before yeah. I was even born, 
Um, but uh, I can tell you that they, I've told them a million times, they showed me exactly what not to do because I have a child out of wedlock and um, witnessing the things that they, they did. Yeah. I, I knew I could not be that way. Oh, man, I, I know exactly how what not to do for sure. But uh, I, I will say this too: is like, uh, all right, so I'm 46. I've never been married, right? And 46. You look great. Dang, at 46. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. So I'm 46. I've never been married, and uh, like Jenny and I had a, came very close. I think three times, and something always happened. Like one time we were living in Washington, and um. You couldn't just go to Vegas and well, get it done. Well, you know, we could, but you know, it wasn't in God's will. Is what I, I know. It's like what I'm getting to. It's like Thank it you, wasn't. Jesus. It wasn't in God's will because we would have went through a divorce. But so one time uh, we were in Washington. I bet she's talking, isn't she? No, I just just read Dan's, Daniel's sign up there. I wish Jenny would call, man, because like <laughs> she could really get the insight on this. Nope. But like so. Um, you need to like. To one climb. time we were in Washington and uh, we had it planned out. We were gonna get married in the backyard. We had a. Are you sure it's Washington? She said, "Dude, we went to New York." I know that was the, that was like the oh, last time though. Sorry. That was like the third time. But I'm talking about the time we were in Washington, right? And uh, we had planned it out. One of our drinking buddies, he was he was uh, uh, he was going to officiate because he had the piece of paper to do it. It was going to be small. But this job I'd applied for about a month or so before had called and said in Alaska, and said, "Well, you're going to go, or you got to go now." You know, so we had to cancel that. So I took the job, and I was gone for three months. I'd go out to. Uh, on a cod boat for like didn't three months. Didn't he just tell us that he doesn't like to be cold? Yeah. He yeah, took a man, job in Alaska. Good Lord. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Uh, and so then like uh, the third time, the last time, we had gone to New York for Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> I took her to, uh, I, I got her tickets to uh, to uh, the, the Rockettes. The, the, what do you call them? Thing? The, the Rockettes? Yeah. Because she, she wanted to be a Rockette when she was a kid. You know, she always wanted to be a dancer. I mean, it was a really big deal to her, so we went to that show. We were going to get married while we were up there, just me and her. And um, there was some, she had everything, all the paperwork to do it, and I can't remember what was missing. Something was missing. And um, so we couldn't do it there, but we could have, <laughs> oh, Lord. Sorry, if you're not watching, if you're listening, if you're listening uh, to this podcast, you're not watching it. Oh, Danny has posted the phone number 562 times. He's trying to get Jenny's attention on one on one comment. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what we're cracking up about. So, Sorry, literally, we could have gone like uh, another part of New York to do it, and you know they would have done it without that piece of paperwork. But some, I mean, it just wasn't in the cards. It was not in God's will. He did not want it to happen, and. Like I was saying, like I'm 46 years old, never been married, but I was always really terrified of it because, like, all of my friends from school, all my anybody I ever met that I had any kind of relationship with, as far as friends go, my parents, my grandparents were miserable with each other the last 30 years of their marriage, and like my grandfather would literally say, "Man, I just wish I just cannot wait for her to die." You know, it's like <laughs> well, how long were they married? Like forever until that both of them I'm were. Pretty dead. sure that's. But why. so they all ended in divorce, and they all ended badly, and I just didn't want to go through that, you right. know. And uh, so I was really turned off to it anyway. But I wanted to marry Jenny, but the you know it just never worked out that way. Something right. always happened, so it wasn't in God's will. That's a God wink in itself. Yeah. And um and and her and I are in a better relationship because of it. Right. And yeah. um so let me just stop. But just, now, just but, hold on. but see here, then now I'm not 
terrified of it. Right. I look forward to it, whoever that may be, and uh, we'll see. Yeah, I just want to say that uh, also I think our listeners need to understand that that unanswered prayers are some of the best answered prayers. Ah, yeah. Isn't that a Garth, Garth Brooks It's a Garth Brooks yeah. song. And I know, I'm a yeah. huge Garth fan, and that's probably why I yeah, brought it up. So. But I'm just saying unanswered prayers are probably the biggest prayers that God has answered. Um, had I, you know, become a full-on rock star and out there, I wouldn't you are have a rock star. I wouldn't have my wife. I wouldn't have uh, any of my kids because yeah. you know, Carissa. You know, when we met, she had her daughter. Mm-hmm. I had my daughter. I adopted her daughter, and then we came together and had a son. I wouldn't have none of that. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't That's have. It's a beautiful family. I love y'all so much, man. Carissa is awesome, dude. Yeah, she's shy. She's your biggest fan too. I'm your John. Second, John I'm your said biggest fan. John said, uh, "Get Carissa to come up here." I was yeah. like, "No, yeah. but I already knew the answer to that." She, she is not going to do that. Mm. She is much better in the shadows. You know, of, she messaged me for the first time at like two o'clock in the morning the other night. Oh yeah, yeah. She looking for money? Need, needed a bill paid? No. <laughs> She wanted one of them black sheep shirts. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we got to get. I commented on shirt. something, so she knew I was up, and uh, she she shot me a message. She's like, "Hey, what's up with them black sheep shirts?" And I was like, "Can I get one?" I was like, "You can bet that when I when I get another order in, I I will uh you will be." She's only about yay big. I know she'll so. get she'll get a she'll get a baby gap size. Yeah, baby gap size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And Carissa's beautiful. Your children are beautiful, man. They're your biggest fans, and I'm your second biggest fan. You know? well, thank you. Like yep. when I when I was, was coming back with a podcast, I couldn't think of anybody else that I'd rather have for a co-host. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I will say that uh, going back to you know your your grandparents, my wife tells me all the time, "You're the only person I want to annoy for the rest of, the ah, rest of yeah, my like life," that. but in a good way. <laughs> but in a good way. That's right. Like my grandparents, like my grandfather, literally from the time he got up until he came in, was in the backyard or not at home. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna stay as far yeah. away from that woman as I can. Yeah. I'm sure they loved each other. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, I mean, when you spend that much time together, it's like, mm. And he drove a Greyhound bus for, like, 30 years, man, so he was gone all the time. You never knew when you said, till death do his part, it was a... Like, um, real. Like, most people don't make it to death do his part. An (laughs) objective. All right, any last thoughts? No, I just want to say that, um, you know, God winks are everywhere. God is always trying to speak to you. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, there's so many of us that look out and say, I need, God, I need you to send me a sign. And he is always trying to speak to you. You just need to listen. You need to stop, breathe, understand that God's trying to talk to you, figure out what he's doing. And the best way for God to talk to you is to spend time in his word every day. Give him five minutes. Five minutes could turn into four hours, but start with five minutes a day every morning, giving your life to Christ by reading his word. And I promise you, I promise you things will get better. Um, The, um, the Bible app, the U U Bible or whatever I can't even remember what it's called, but um, U version, yeah, U version has plenty of one year Bible yeah. uh, plans, and I think that's yeah. I'm ninety, great. I'm ninety one days into mine, and I'm telling you, it has changed me, dude. It is, I mean, like I look forward to doing. I, sometimes I do two a day. I get behind a little bit, right? Like, and um, I, I play and that's up. okay. Matter of people, fact, people like to, to get down on themselves when they forget to do yeah. it. And it's like, look, man, no, we just, all you don't have to finish it's in a okay. year. You can if it takes five years. Just I mean whatever. That's right. You know, me and three three of my sisters in Christ, we've been in this for about three months now, and they're lagging behind a little bit. But God love them, and they, you that's know right. they pop in every now and, then, and you know they're you know anyway. Um, so before we close out, Danny, you got anything? And then I'm gonna I'm gonna share something that uh that uh, I was on the way to work. Um, 
listening, doing my devotion, and uh, and I'll share that, and then we'll close it up. Man, I'm good, brother. Mm. All right. Okay, then. All right, so Galatians 5, 16, living by the Spirit's power. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Amen. Amen. That's Galatians 5, 16 through 26. Well, let me just, uh, before we wrap it up, let me just say that uh, remember January 5th, uh, 1120 Star Road in Brandon, Mississippi, Kelly K from Kelly K Ministries, Kelly K on TikTok. Please go go follow him. Go yep. check him out. I promise you love him. My favorite band is opening up for Giving Giving Grace will be leading worship. And also check out that new Giving Grace uh, single called Until He Does. That's all we got for y'all today. We love you so much. We appreciate you uh, calling in. We appreciate you commenting. And uh, we'll see you next time. Tuned in next week for Stacy Leggett. She'll Amen. be here next week. Thank you to Audio Alchemy as well. We love y'all. See ya. Woo-woo.